Okay, we are recording. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. It's been a while. Yeah. Look at you, big things. I don't necessarily say big. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. True that. <clears throat> so what? My bad. My bad. So how do we start this off? This is my first one. Kind of, sort of. Well, originally we were going to plan it for when you're on leave. Then this whole thing called COVID nineteen happened. Yeah, I really disappointed. I was really ready to go home. I was about to buy my airplane ticket, buy my rental car, and everything like that. But yeah, that happened. Was it? Was it, was it Michigan's one of the places that you can't visit? Right? Yeah, because of the whole state lockdown. Look at the list of like five states that military that. Uh, some people in Hawaii can't visit and stuff like that. And Tada, Michigan was one of them. And I was like, man. And there were some hoes that I wanted to go visit, but I guess not. Yep, same here. Oh. I was all prepared. Damn. Fucking airline tickets were cheap as fuck, though. During this whole yeah. Yeah, part of me is debating. I was like, man, I wonder if I like snuck off island and just went home, came back if I get caught. But somebody did that the other day and got caught. And they're like really in trouble right now. I was like, man, that was the same weekend I was going to do it at. I was like, man. <laughs> I was like shit. Oh, shit. Well, not a lot of people know this, but you're in the military. So, and you're like, I think you're like the. Third, you're like the third person from the military I've had on this podcast. Really? Yeah. I've had my uncle oh, wow. from the Marines. Oh and, yeah, I see. Um, I had this guy. His name is uh, Scotty Hastings. He was in Afghanistan and got shot like ten times. He was like one of those people that uh, went. He had like a metal detector and looked for. Uh, and we like apparently it didn't go according to plan. And one of the guys that was part of like the enemy basically shot him. And he got shot nine times, but like in the actual armor and like like in like inside of him. Damn. Couple other bullets that went into like his gun and everything else like that. So it's like, and now like archery and he was really, he was a real fun he was a real fun guy. So I mean, it was one of those podcasts that was interesting as fuck. And also towards the end, it was funny talking about uh, talking about like um, training. Yeah, during boot camp, how there was like a midget. Oh man, <laughs> that was really funny. Oh fuck. But what? But speaking of that, since you're in Hawaii, what's the regulations now in Hawaii? Uh, a lot of people have been saying like, "Oh, Hawaii's the most strict state. That's why it has the least amount of cases during the whole pandemic." And I don't believe that. It's been pretty relaxed. I literally like when the first when it started within the first three weeks. I went out with my friends. We went and got uh, a sai. It's like an acai bowl. It's like a berry that's basically frozen. And they grind it up and stuff like that. I went and got a side bowl. We went to the beach. The beach was packed and stuff like that. 
then people are saying, oh, the beaches are like empty and stuff. I was like, no, it's not. Like, where are you guys getting this from? I was in downtown Honolulu. It was, I guarantee, granted, it wasn't as packed as it used to be. Like, there are very few people on the walking around and stuff like that, but it's still pretty packed at the beach and stuff. But uh, just wearing masks inside and staying six feet apart, it's not that bad. Oh, I'm just kind of wondering when this whole thing is going to get done and over with. And uh, then you see the dumb shit that people post that, oh, they're going to try to, um, what was it? The COVID-19 um, vaccine that it's going to be like they're going to be able to control us and they're going to put like like a microchip <laughs> and I'm like dude <laughs> yeah I've seen that so many posts that before I'm like man like that's uh, like a re- that's, like I, and I was like that's just a far off conspiracy that's like the furthest off we could go like I don't know people think the earth is flat no it really pisses me off though what really pisses me off when people wear the masks but it's only covering their mouth and not their nose like they have their nose like uncovered it's like what are you doing man like dude like that it pisses me off like granted i don't feel i don't like wearing the mask but if i'm gonna wear a mask i'm gonna wear it correctly yeah not gonna lie though when you called me for this podcast like within the first minute of this podcast i was waiting i was making sure you swore first just so i could see if i could cuss on it oh I didn't want to be the first guy to cuss and be like, oh, damn, we can't do that. Well, I had Alex on yesterday. That episode just dropped today. Damn, you had him on before me? That's sad. Well, technically your first episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, bro, that episode was fun. We got way too high for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of people may not know this. So we stopped talking for like a year or so. And not going to lie, your first episode of the podcast is what made me want to message you even more. How so? Uh, So I was in training and we were on a different island. And like we were high up. Like we were high, high up in one of the mountains over there. Not a mountain. It's just a big ass hill in the middle of the island. Like it's so high. Like literally you're damn near in the clouds. Like I thought it was raining one of the days. And it wasn't actually raining. It was, you're just inside of a cloud. And when you walk around, you can just feel like the droplets on your skin and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I was doing that. And then I had to do like a guard duty type thing. It's like for a couple of hours. And I was like, you know, I seen Alex post something because he's one of our mutual friends, kind of, sort of. And I seen him post it. And it's like, oh, Aaron Rule podcast. It's like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be here for like three hours. I'm going to be playing on my phone anyways, playing games. And I can just put the podcast on. Worst come to worst, it's just background noise. I can just play my games. And then I was just listening to it and stuff like that. And then I heard moments where I was, like, mentioned, but, like, briefly. And you guys almost said my name and stuff like that. Like, uh, forgot what exactly was said, but, like, we met through one of our mutual friends. And then, like, Alex almost said my name. And then, like, he stopped, like, midway through. And, like, it just kind of kept going, and it went unnoticed and stuff like that. I thought you were talking about the time when we were talking about with Taylor. <laughs> oh, that too. That too. <laughs> oh, fuck. That, yeah. Did you ever, ever, okay, just, like, I highly doubt he's, he's going to even listen to this. If not, oh, well. But have you ever 
Did you ever play him that recording? No. (laughs) (laughs) But in all honesty, I'm sure he's probably heard it. (laughs) Just because I had it hidden in like FL Studio in one of my drum kits, I labeled it something like random something that would fit in with the rest of the, like the kicks and the drums and stuff like that. And the, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Just named it like uh snare number, like blank, 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 blank. It's got what it was. Cause I was like, you know, just keep on, I don't know, just, I don't know. And he fixes my computer a lot. we used to. And like when you used to stay the night, cause you'd stay the night for like at least a solid two weeks at a time sometimes. And like, uh, and, and you'd always be on FL studio too. And I know he'd go through my kits and use most of my drum stuff. So I'm pretty sure he's probably heard it because he'd always used to stay the, stay up like all night sometimes, even when I fell asleep and stuff, and just stay up all night and only sleep like two hours and just be on FL Studio making beats. So I'm pretty sure some somewhere sometime he probably did hear it, but he just didn't say anything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I wonder how he's doing. I know, Pretty has, good. I know he has like a family. Yeah. yeah. Last year when I was back home, I stayed the night at his house for like four or five nights in a row. I'm glad he's doing good. And it, I don't know about you, but once I get like, I figured out once I'm getting older, it's kind of like, uh, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. What's the thing? I don't have enough energy to put hate into my heart with certain people. I just don't fuck with anyone. Like, God bless you, but I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah. The other day, I feel kind of childish because this girl on Facebook that I don't even know got like in an argument with me in the comments. And I entertained it for just a minute, for a little bit. So, like, at least I replied back saw 12 times and I stopped replying. But, like, it was weird because she said something that was, like, unfactually not true. Like, way out there something that's not true and then i said that's wrong and that's not right or accurate in any way and it showed like uh, reliable sources saying it's wrong and and like most people like when they hear stuff like that they don't really take it well which is like uh, if you watched uh adam means everything he has like a his name's adam conover he has like a show where he says a whole bunch of like facts and stuff like that and things that people thought that aren't true that are true but there's like this thing when people hear, find out something that they believe is true for a long time, they refuse to believe it and stuff like that. Cause they've heard so much about it that they can't change their views. Even if they have solid proof of what they believe in was wrong, they still won't change their views. Right. I, t- I told her it's wrong. And like, instead of her doing that, like most of the people were like, they just get mad and they start like trying to like, trying to like make fun of people and stuff. You're throwing insults into the capitals aren't even true. And then she said I was 34, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, I'm not, I'm not that old." And she's like, "Oh, I said that because that's something you would have probably said." And I was like, "Eh, I think you actually meant that because that's far off." I had, it was my, <clears throat> excuse me, my account was hacked. You know, back when rappers used to say dumb shit and say, "Oh, it was hacked." Yes. Well, I'm great. That. What were you saying? Never mind. You're good. My bad. Man, I completely forgot what I said. I get fucking shit. I eat like fucking shit today. I feel fucking bloated. I feel like fucking garbage. But, but yeah, back to what you're saying now, I remember. Back to what you're saying. Um, 
it's like um you ever tell people that grew up with disney that walt disney was a huge was like a huge um nazi supporter yeah i don't believe you and it's like (laughs) it's like it's just true it's just you know it's not like we're something that i'm proud of that people know that you know something that happened but it's just you know, common sense that he was a big Nazi supporter. Facts. He just hated Jews. <laughs> was it? Um, speaking of that, have you seen? Like, do you have Disney Plus at all? Oh uh, yes, I have it. Have you seen like some of the older cartoons that they have on there? Uh, not really, to be honest. Just because, like, I'm like. I like a lot of old stuff, kind of, sort of, in a way. Like, I hate it when, like, they go in and they modify stuff just because I, I like to watch the original cuts. Like, I love Star Wars a lot. Like, I watched every every movie, every TV show of the Star Wars and stuff like that. And, like, it annoys me when they go through, like, the first movie, A New Hope. It was just called Star Wars at the time, obviously, because it didn't have numbers or anything like that, names or anything like that. And, like, they edited everything. So... So I really like the unedited version, like the original, original versions, like the first time I hit the movie version. So now I don't really watch most of them because everything is edited and filtered and stuff to fit in with today's time and stuff like that. True. But some of those old cartoons back like in the 30s and 40s and 50s, they're cringy, dude. Yeah. It's fucking cringy. Fucking Liz like was a rewatching fucking Dumbo. This fucking uh-huh. cringy. <laughs> like granted, it's like we grew up with the movie and we didn't know any better, but then you start seeing you start hearing shit and you're like, um I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of movies. And TV shows that I go back and watch because I like to watch a lot of like old movies and stuff like that. Not really old, just like many of the movies I've been watching recently are like from 2012 and older than that. Like, and like, there's a lot of the things that I see and hear in it, and I'm like, man, that would not make the cut this year. <laughs> what is it? Um, like, uh, what are you saying? I was watching. Oh my bad. I was watching. Uh, what's it called? that movie with Adam Sandler where he marries his best friend and stuff like that. Marries, you know what I mean? Marries his best friend. Yeah, and it's played by the guy who plays Paul Blart, Malkoff. Adam Sandler and... Uh, oh, um... I, I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yes, that. That's and, like, not gonna lie, there's a lot of stuff in the movie that I'm like, that's creepy and that's weird and stuff like that, but it's like... It's weird thinking that back then that was a comedy movie and everybody accepted it. Like, there's a lot of, like, cringy, weird stuff. Like, there's two girls in there. And, like, they're just being objectified the whole time. It's like, and eh, this isn't really that funny. Like, it's hard to see, like, how things change so fast. Because, like, even watching it today, I don't even, like, really laugh at it because it's not funny. It's just weird. And then there's, like, this stalker dude who, like, follows her around all the time. is peeking through a bedroom window. And it's like, that's not even funny. That's just weird. Like... That's so crazy that, like, back then that was, like, acceptable. And it wasn't even that long ago, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, I guess in, like, some... What's the... How do I want to say this? Depending on the story, I guess it's more acceptable because you could say the same thing about Family Guy with Herbert. 
how he goes. Oh, yeah, true that. And Chris, but that, but. Herbert is funny. Exactly. Do you know that Family Guy's coming up on their, like their ninth on their nineteenth season so far? Really? Yeah, they're getting up there with the yeah. same. Damn. By the way, to anybody listening, if I go quiet for a sec or anything like that, it's just because I have my juice here. I just keep taking drinks because I've been outside in the sun all day. Had a long ass day today, man. It's crazy. High quality H two O. Speaking of another movie that wouldn't sl- that wouldn't fly today. <laughs> Bar <laughs> Boy was good though. Facts. What like was it? Everybody knows who Bobby Boucher is, and the same thing. Uh, there's one movie that will never be recreated ever again. Uh oh. Blazing Saddles. It was Blazing Saddles. It was back in I think it was like in the 80s, and it was about this. Um, Back like it takes place back in the westerns, and the cop and the new sheriff is black. Oh, and it's during like racism times, right? Yeah, it's so fucked up. Some of the shit that's said in it, but it's so fucking funny. It's like one of those things how you can tell that it's like really dated, but it's still there's some. I feel like some things don't get old and other things other other jokes do. Yeah. I can agree to that. Like Step Step Brothers is not really morally right, but step I'm laughing every time I watch it. <laughs> yeah. Unpopular opinion here. Jim Carrey is funnier than Adam Sandler. Oh yeah. By far. Not gonna lie. I watched the new Adam Sandler Netflix special and stuff like that. I didn't think it was that funny. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. See, Adam Sandler with um, with some movies, he's funny. Because I watched uh, That's My Boy. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Just... I mean, that was funny, but I mean, like, fucking Jack and Jill wasn't that funny. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's kind of like the dud of his career. Kind of like the bad movie of his career. How much money off of that, though? That's the thing. One of his movies, and he made the most money, and that really fucked up. I haven't even seen that new one that's on Netflix, um, Uncut Gems. Oh, I need to watch that still. I've seen that pop up a couple of times in the trailer and it looks really hilarious. Yeah, but I think it's supposed to be more of a serious movie than funny. Wait, wait, wait. I was, I'm think, I was thinking of the one with Will Ferrell. My bad. Oh, the one with Will Ferrell looks fucking hilarious. Speaking of somebody else who's... I don't think anything... I think this only movie I did not like Will Ferrell in was Bewitched. Not gonna lie. I don't know if I've seen that one. You're not really missing much. I mean, as long as you've seen, um, you know, semi-pro, um, semi-pro, stepbrothers, Hell Digging, the Blades of Glory. 
the figure skating one. I remember that one. Um, Anchorman. And Anchorman 2. Anchorman was fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. I thought they were supposed to make a third one, but I think the, that kind of got put in there. Yep. I had to take a juice break again real quick. Juice break. There's something I wanted to bring up with, bring up to you, but I need to see if I can find it. But yeah, I don't know. I I've been watching wrestling recently. Fuck no. Why not? There's a lot of shit going on in the UFC that I've been more intri- more interested in. in. And more box back, more interested in. Like Mike Tyson's coming back. He's fighting oh, yeah. Junior. And then the oh, showed up at first though. AEW. Hell yeah. See, With the Le Champion. I was thinking about watching it today, but <sighs> yeah, you saw that one. That. Yeah, not a lot of people are going to know this, but I'm Nate is a, like a wrestling fanatic. Huge. Like, not in a bad way, though. Probably in a bad way, but still. No, because you actually have like, you know, you actually have like a social life and everything else like that. You're not like one of the people you see at front row that are, you know, they have glasses and they're wearing a sweatshirt, but the sweatshirt barely fits and you have to roll up the sleeves just so that. The sweatshirt, um, sweatshirt covers up their ass crack because I'm pretty sure the pants don't fit. Well, I, I usually am front row though. Like most of the time, to be honest. Don't yeah, but you don't. You, it seems like you take care of yourself, and you know the stereo yeah. wrestling fan. It, they don't necessarily do that. Yeah, surprisingly, not a lot. Like sometimes that stereotype annoys me because it's not really like accurate. Like, granted, there's always, like, there's always, like, people like that in every fan base, you know what I mean? Right. But, like, yeah, not, it's really weird to me, too, when people try to, like, insult me, like, oh, you're a wrestling fan. He's like, yeah. And? I like what I like. I'm not shooting drugs into my vein. <laughs> yeah. Like, a while, like. I messaged somebody one time and like we were talking and they found out it was a wrestling fan and they seemed so disgusted. Like, you watch wrestling? I was like, yeah. They'd be like, isn't that, isn't that like nerdy and stuff like that? I was like, okay. Like, you watch Star Wars? I watch Star Wars too. That's the same thing. You think there's actually a dude in a full bodysuit with a lightsaber walking around just, you know, just slicing people like that? Was it? I think you explained it to me the best. You went... Um. Okay, you might buy a pay per view for like a boxing event. That's that might only last thirteen minutes. If I buy a pay per view for a wrestling event, I'm guaranteed at least an hour to two hours out of that three hour pay per view of entertainment. Yeah, like I forgot which UFC it was. It was it was the one when Brock Lesnar announced he was coming back. It was like in 2018, I think it was. It was like sometime in the July. July portion of 2018, July, August. And, like, there were some fights on there. That shit lasted only, like, 
30 seconds. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what do we do for the next like 20 minutes of the show? Like you can play the replay like 40 times to fill up that 20 minutes. Like, what do we do? That's how it was with like when Tyson was at his, was at his biggest moment was that, you know, you can make a dinner reservation on a Tyson fight. You can watch, you know, it's going to end the first round. You go take your woman to go out to dinner. Honestly, with like shit like that, I think that those like those type of fight parties are done because of Mayweather's. Because May, to me, it's like I always remember the fights that I went to were mainly like Mayweather fights. Yeah, this is gonna piss off most of your fan base, but I don't really watch that much sports. Yeah, you're like, literally, you're literally the only one of my friends that doesn't watch sports. Like I don't know. Like honestly, no offense, it just seems. Like, in a way, boring to me. Nothing wrong with watching sports. Nothing wrong with watching sports. But, like, watching UFC, like, you're not guaranteed, like, a certain amount of time. Like, oh, what do you think it's going to do? I, I can guess he's probably going to do a punch, another punch, a kick, and then a punch. Like, oh, wow, who would have guessed? He would have punched him. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but at the same time, it's, you know, that there's sometimes there's a phenomenal yeah. fight. But I can also understand it, though, because in a sense, it's like, did it cut out there? No. Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. But in a sense, it's like the movie Rocky. Like, that's a fucking great movie and stuff like that. I hate and that's it. funny. His form is terrible. Yeah. I'm a boxing fan, and his form is terrible. And, you know, there's no reason to come up to your knees to throw up an uppercut. It does, that does not, that's not how it works. <laughs> Got to get the visuals for the camera. <laughs> Oh yeah, and then face hard. Do you face remember hard cam? <laughs> Why are you saying my bad? We're gonna hear that. They're gonna go face hard cam. What's that? Is that the heart? Is that? Are you guys talking about porn? Speaking of porn, do you know Mia Khalifa? Yeah, that's a dumb bitch. <laughs> well, you heard the recent shit about her, right? No, I didn't. To be honest, I, I'm I'm not really up to date on like. Well, I, well, it's kind of like, it's not really like you can kind of like you know it's kind of like in the news a little bit, but basically she's trying to get her name off of all these porn sites. Oh yeah, it's gonna be hard because uh because that's the, that's that's part of, that's part of the past, and I don't want to be I don't want to be remembered for that. And then that like that's when she started claiming that she only made like twelve thousand dollars from porn right i only did like 12 scenes right so bang bros mm-hmm. going at her for like the last couple months yeah i would say like the last month and they go i mean she made about i made about 12 videos and they repeat it 12 videos and then they show like 28 videos that they have on their site with her in it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm usually, like, not that in touch with, like, uh, what's it called? The adult industry. Nah, I'm trying to think, like, mainstream stuff, mainly. Like, I don't really, like, follow, like, Drake and Kardashians and what everything is going on. Yeah, you're you're kind of one of the lucky ones, I guess. Are you going to talk about the whole Kanye thing? Oh, that too. (laughs) Yeah, that dude... 
I seen the video just yesterday or was this morning when he was screaming like he was doing his like whole like campaign thing in quotes and he's like I killed my baby I killed my baby I was like whoa I almost killed my baby I almost killed my baby yeah my bad almost killed my daughter dude don't say that yeah do you know what the thing is what were you saying I feel really bad though because it seems like he hasn't been like like in a what's what's a proper way to say he hasn't been like mentally and physically happy since like his mom died obviously which nobody would you know what i mean but i feel like he just feels like he's been lost like not like i feel like he feels he's lost in a right. sense somebody there you know what i mean yeah but like when you hear him when you see him do these twitter rants and everything else like that you can tell that he's that you can just you can just tell by his like his personality that he's um just He's mentally ill. It's just yeah, that's a very mentally ill. And it's like um, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, you knew, I knew that he was mentally ill because he just did a deal with the Gap that could make him billions of dollars. And people are saying that he's doing this because oh, he has an album coming out. It's a whole Kardashian thing. You know, he had to make up controversy to make sales. He's going to make pennies off of that fucking album. He's going to make pennies off a of gap. So why would you fuck up the money like that? Unless you are yeah. a ill person. Thanks. I can agree to that. And when he called Chris Jenner, Chris John Un, that was really funny. When he called Chris Jenner, what? Chris John Un. Oh. Uh... Like, <laughs> I heard some controversy happen with them. I don't know what happened. And then people started uh, photoshopping her head, her face on Kim Jong-un's body. What happened with Kris Jenner? I heard a whole bunch of like a controversy thing. Well, because I think Kim, cause I think Kanye doesn't like her or something. Like they he try to get like, he claims that they tried to lock him up like a mental institution. So he just started calling her Kris Jong-un because he's a dictator with everything with that family. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. I was like, "This is this is fucked up," that, but it's fucking funny. I seen Jeffrey Star was people were trying to cancel him, and I was like, "Man, when people are start going at him, I know that stuff is starting to get bad." What the guy? I honestly yeah. know that he was gay. What I he was trans. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I'm like I just said. I don't follow really like uh, what's like most mainstream stuff. I heard of his name, the the person's name, but I don't really. I think I seen their face one time. I, I don't remember really though. I don't follow main, most stuff online. I'm gonna say you're the one of my very few friends that doesn't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, like I follow like news and stuff, like what's going on in the world, but like. When it comes to like social stuff and stuff like that, I don't got time to follow that. Like, and it's like, oh, this celebrity, uh, this, this, and that. It's like, dude, I don't got time to read that whole thing. Like, I'm just trying to watch wrestling and relax. Like, come on. What was it? I know that you didn't, I'm not trying to bring politics into this, but did you see the uh, Trump Fox News interview that he did Sunday? I believe it was Sunday, yeah. No. I haven't had time in a while. It was surprising that he even did an interview. Surprising. 
And I, I heard, I listened to the, sorry that cut you off, but I listened to, you know, I watched the whole thing and there were some things that he said that I, that I agreed with and it was like, Oh, you're a Trump supporter. No, I just agree with it. But there's a lot, there were some things that he was like, that he was kind of dropping the ball on. And it's like, dude, just educate yourself. Yeah. He'd be saying a lot of outlandish stuff sometimes. The archive was great. Now a lot of people want to say that. I don't really like agree with like any politicians right now. It's kind of bad. <laughs> I wish, like, I really wish there was a law, not a law, just something. Yeah, probably have to be a law. Something that's made up like eight months before the election, like we can vote to get new candidates because that's what we need right now. Like we're chosen between two terrible candidates right now. I both. Like, the one likes to feel up on people. The other one is just a complete dick. Both of them like to. That's why I think this night, not, not even fucking hang on who Biden chooses. I'm just, I'm voting libertarian this year. Everybody's yeah, like, vote for best. <laughs> Yo, that mixtape you're going to drop from that White House office? Hoo-hoo, man. Yo, can you picture those flames? He would probably redo the fucking, fucking White House. It'll all be simplistic. You know he. <laughs> you know what the national anthem would be? Gold digger. No, He's I a... love Kanye. We'd <laughs> <laughs> have like an NPC set up right in the fucking side of the stage where the podium would be. He'd redo the whole podium. Start off playing, uh, damn, what's that song called? It's like, I'm addicted to what I love the most. And it's like, oh, um, have run away. Run away. Yeah, that's, he'd start off the fucking thing by playing that. Whew. He'd go out with that diamond covered mask and everything like that, that gold mask. Oh, when he did the, that, the Yeezus, I think it was the Yeezus tour. Yeah, that too. We had that mask. That mask. He had a couple masks. Yeah, that was entertaining. I remember that was senior year in high school when that whole thing happened. That was an entertaining. Yeah, you went there. No, I didn't. I went to San Pablo. I didn't go to Jesus. Yeah, my bad. You know what? I would love to see him breaking down to somebody who's making the mask. Like, okay, hear me out here. I'm gonna go on stage. I want a mask. Hear me out though. It's going to be covered in gold and diamonds. Like, just like, I just want full gold and diamonds just in my face. But I kind of, like, you can't see that well out of it. Yeah, but hear me out, though. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. It's like. Just put little dots. Be able to see how the dots. Just put the little dots. It's going to be fashion, man. It's, it's going to look dope. It's going to look dope. You don't understand. If any, any press. If he's our president and he gets in an argument with somebody from another country, but hey, don't act like you didn't listen to Ader Bates and Heartbreak. That shit was fire. <laughs> it went diamond in your country. Don't say I don't make good stuff here. Well, he just looks at him and goes, you want to know what? Your country isn't getting easy drops for, for a while. Then just hangs up the phone. Yeah. You know how bad I really want to see Kanye West in a, uh, in a political argument on TV? That'd be sad. It'd be entertaining. It'd be sad. That is, yeah, that'd be pretty sad. 
that is one thing I'm looking forward to with this whole presidential debate is that Biden and Trump going at it. So we, not that oh, I, man. it's just going to be funny just to see what Trump says. Because it, no matter what you want to say about the guy, he's a dick, but he's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> like what he, yeah. um, he was like, you call women pigs and everything. He goes, only Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> this was during the campaign. Did you see the interview Biden did when he was falling asleep during it? Yes, yeah, Sleepy Joe Biden. And yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm not falling asleep. He's, and then at the end of the interview, he's like, okay, have a good day, Matt. He's like, my name's Nick. And you see Biden look away and hang up. <laughs> I was like, what? It wasn't Matt or Nick. It was something. But he was all, way off on the name. And I was, just, I was like, that's like the ultimate form of disrespect. It's like me hanging up this interview and being like, okay, goodbye, Matthew. And he being like, your name's Darren. Be like, okay, whatever. And just hanging up. That's wild. <laughs> Granted, he probably does a lot of interviews a day, which is hard to get the names straight because there'd be so many people whose names they have to remember, and that'd be hard. But it was just funny. I mean, it is, but at the same time, you kind of look at everything and you just go, this is really the best we got. This is really yeah. what we got. Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be a better president. Oh, man, he would lay the people's elbow down. You know, I watched that... Um, that promo he cut on Billy Gunn that kind of ruined Billy Gunn's career. <laughs> oh, yeah. My name's Billy. And it's like, I was just watching a clip about it just like two days ago. It's, it Was it, it, that was, was it that kind of buried Billy Gunn, didn't it? Yeah, because he won the King of the Ring and they're planning on shooting him to the main event scene and having a, like a, having a storyline and like a whole feud with The Rock because he obviously won the King of the Ring stuff. So I said, do that. But instead, at the, end of the, at the end of the promo and stuff like that, the next week, the weeks following, people didn't really see Billy the same way, because they're like, dude, you just got like roasted on national TV. And like, you didn't have, you couldn't, you, he didn't have shit to, like, you can't, like, what do you say back to that? Like, he just got roasted on national TV, and there's nothing he can really, like, say to combat it. Hi, my name's Billy. And I just want to get in the ring. But there's one problem. Everybody thinks that I have to literally suck. And your house. And God himself looked at you and, went and said this, Bob. But my name is Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> it's Yo, all of today, like my elbow has been feeling like crap. Like, not too bad. It just feels awkward. The, yeah, because people don't know this, but you, you're trained to be a wrestler. Yeah. And you want to get CTE like a lot of us. Why? I love wrestling. Like, I don't mind getting hurt at one point because I like, really, really like wrestling. So it's like, I, at one point, I'd rather try it out now. Worst come to worst. Like, if I don't do good, I don't do good. I'd rather try it now. Just to know that I tried it instead of being like 40 and being like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. Right. But I enjoy it. And think, yeah, I mean, it just, you kind of don't, you don't want to live with, you don't want to live in life going, oh man, I should have done that. I would rather regret doing it than not doing it. 
Yep. Okay, your but, your first training where you like. Or were you getting to the point where you're like, what the fuck did I sign up for? Fuck this. In my first one, I was not going to lie. I was pretty scared going into it. Because, like, obviously, like, all I did was see it on TV. I don't know nothing about it. Just see it on TV, read about what it's like and stuff like that. So I'm kind of going in there blind. Like, most things, like, most trainings and stuff like that, I like to go in there blind just so that we have a clear mind state. I studied some, but, like, not really studied. I just seen like random stuff, like videos of training and YouTube and stuff like that. But I like it. It hurt the first couple weeks. I got like a neck. Uh, what is it called? I got like something wrong with my neck for like three days, and I couldn't do most things at work. And I had to go to the medics and stuff like that. I couldn't like turn my neck at all. Like I had to keep my neck straight, and I couldn't turn it at all because my neck completely locked up for like three days. God damn. Like, up out of bed, moving, laying down. I couldn't, like, driving was hard because, like, I couldn't look, like, in my blind spots. And my left, to my right, I'd have to, like, move my eyes and look in the mirror and not move my head at all. So that was really sketchy driving. That was really sketchy because I had to go downtown one time. And from where I'm at, where I was at in Hawaii here, the downtown is, like, a 40-minute drive going down the expressway. So, like, not looking over that much when you switch lanes was kind of like, yeah. Free for the best. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. You see, you see, fucking cars flipping and there's explosions in the back seat. Well, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Well, um, like that. Like there's a UFC fighter. His name was uh, his name was Ben Askren, and he got knocked out in five seconds by Jorge Ma- Another one by Jorge Masvidal. Right. I think I. Yeah. He Ben Askren was talking so much shit and then when he um after the loss he te- made a tweet that said, Well that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say after that. Well that's be- that's the perfect thing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in UFC they do the post fight interviews too, right? They do that in UFC as well, right? Okay, yeah, I thought so. Just making sure. Some of those post-fight interviews are entertaining. Oh, definitely. Like Habib, when after, like, um, when he fought Conor, that one was funny because he just talked for, like, a couple minutes and then left. Like, didn't answer anybody's question. But Habib was funny because, you know, Conor was talking mad shit to him during the press conference and everything. And uh, he, uh, Habib, during the fight, you can actually hear him. Like, Connor's on the ground, and Habib's, like, throwing f- fists at his face. Oh, he, man. He's going, let's talk now. Let's talk now. <laughs> it's – I remember – you telling me that you were into wrestling when you that you were training and everything, and then I, I think it was I asked you if you took chair shots yet. No, I didn't. You haven't taken a chair shot yet. No, I want to. I really do want to. I thought I asked you one thing, and you were like, "Yep, it fucking sucked." <laughs> oh, you said did I start taking bumps yet? I was like, "Yeah, this shit sucks." It's not. I, I mean, after a while, we just get used to it. It's like. 
the best way I heard someone describe it to me when I was in training was like football. Like your first time you get tackled sucks. Yeah. After like the second month of being a football player, it's just like, it's whatever. You're used to it. Your body's used to it. You know how to recover from it. Yep. It's like the best way to describe it. But it does hurt. Like it annoys me and people are like, oh, it hurt and stuff like that. But like, yes, it fucking does. Like my back, I just got my back just healed up, but like, our backs get bruised from hitting the ropes. Like when you're running the ropes and stuff, like it is so tight and like so hard. Like the ropes, literally, it's not even actual rope. It's a steel wire with just, that's just taped. Just yeah. a steel that's taped and it's like tight as shit. So it's like you're running and you're hitting into a steel wire by running like pretty fast. And every time like you, re- you like go off of it, since you're bending it in order to like slide back, it's like slapping the back of you every single time you run. And people are like, oh, that's that's easy. Like, no, it hurts bad. Like, yeah, I always thought about that because I always thought with like the wire and everything. I thought that was only in Japan because I remember when Japan was known for the fucked up matches, like the oh, bar- yeah. like the barbed wire, um, Texas death matches and stuff like that. But when that's I realized. Insane. It's actually, you know, it's just it's just steel fucking wire, kind of like a rope, and they just tape the piss out of it just so that it, you know, you don't cut yourself when you're grabbing hold of it. But I want to know where did they come up with the idea with that? Hey, let's just put steel. Let's just put steel there. Yeah, it's like elevator cables they use. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I wonder how they did come up with that. I know there's. Some things in wrestling that I can't watch, like there's one match where a guy named Bader, he like wore, he like wore a mask where his eyes and stuff was exposed, and he was in Japan and he had like this. It wasn't really a like a crazy like you know doing like, what like getting hit through blank and blank match or anything like that. It popped out. Yeah, his eye popped out of his skull, and like during the match, like it's like a tradition that you don't stop when you get hurt like you just go it's just how it is like if you get injured you keep going finish the match because the crowd already paid their money to see the fight so you got to deliver on it but like his eye popped out of his skull and he literally like just punched the guy then like put his eye back in place by himself and then continued on for another 27 minutes during the match and his eye kept coming out and it's so gross like i uh i like that like i i'm not that i'm not that much of a man to do that uh, like that, like oh man, that's crazy. Speaking of eye, did you see that fake ass fucking eye that WWE did with the whole? Yeah. <laughs> see, I thought like <laughs> then they the had thing that Luke. the thing that is hard about that match would be like the crowd has such high expectations. Once like you do a match, like once you say that the match is going to happen. That it's hard to deliver. Kind of, I, I like to think of it like the same as albums. Like when an album gets announced that it's coming out in six months, since there's such a long wait for it, the album could be the best album in the world. People are still going to hate on it because they had six months to build up to it. So people got their expectations too high. Yeah, Which I, I don't like because like most of the stuff would be really good and people would be like oh it's bad it's like no it's really good it's just that your expectation like they could do the best song ever and put it on the album be like oh i had to wait six months i would expect it to be better but you know 
Yeah, but has there ever been an album that actually was announced like a year or two? I would say a year that actually performed good and that had the expectation. I can't think of any. I know an album that I think was good that everybody doesn't like. It has bad songs in it. I know you know which one I'm thinking about. The album. <sighs> you know which one. You're talking about Revival by Mr. Marshall Mathers. And that album, yes, there were some good songs on it, but the whole. One thing, I think the album was too fucking long. Yeah, I can agree to that. Um, he was literally, I think he was getting too political on it. And it's like, yeah. That, like, that. Well, then you can also be like, well, he also had songs like White America, Mosh. Yeah. Or just one songs. But it seemed like that whole album was just political. And it's like, no, this is not what I came for. Yeah, like in the song, uh, I got the name. But he's like, dog, I got Ivanka Trump in the trunk of my car. And I was like, I thought that line was dope. Just the way he said it. Framed. That's what it was. Oh, it wasn't bad. I thought you were going to say Untouchable. Untouchable was trash. That's all right. If that song would have came out during the protest, I think the people would have respected it more. But I think it was just because it came out, like when nothing was really going on in the world that much, that people didn't like, you know what I mean? Okay. Or the song's just trash. Maybe. But like, one that's it, um, Revival is his work to me. I put that right below Encore. I'd say Revival is a little better than Encore. I don't see why he doesn't like. Eh, I can understand. Eh, I can understand. I guess I was gonna say I, I can see why. I don't see why he doesn't like. Like he said, he doesn't like uh, relapse. Because like I can see why he doesn't because he did a lot of accents, but at the same time, that album was low key fire. You know, one thing he should do, like a B side, like a B side show. You know what that is? Where you don't, yeah, where you don't play any of the hits. Oh. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because Jay-Z did one, and it was actually really good. So I think that if M did one, that would be... Oh, definitely. Like, not going to lie. Like, I'm obviously, I'm a huge Eminem fan. No shock. Uh, and, like, I went to go see him here in Hawaii. I literally got to the arena. I literally got to the parking place 25 minutes before it opened. So that way I'd be in the front of the line first when I parked my car. So that way I could be close. So that way I'd have a better chance of being front row because the whole front area was a pit. Yeah. And then I was the like, first one in line by the gates before they opened up the arena. I literally like damn near like sprinted to the, to the downstairs portion. I was literally in the center against the barricade, like the closest person to Eminem while I was performing the whole time, like dead center front. Yeah. Is it weird seeing them that up like that close? Yeah. See, I was not gonna lie. I was I was in complete starstruck the whole time. Like I was performing. It was dope. It was cool. And I love heavy metal now, because I started I got on heavy metal a while ago. But uh, yeah. all those white girls you're talking, but <laughs> and uh 
and he always performs to the live band. So that makes it even better for me, for me because I like heavy metal. So he had like guitars in his songs and stuff like that and like live drums and stuff. It sounded so cool. Like the guitar player was like killing it the whole time. It was like, man, this is dope. I feel like with the live band, they can do a lot more. Yes, definitely. And after seeing like bands perform, it's weird for me to go see rappers perform. Because it's like for the band, they got the whole setup. They got the whole like background. Like, like a, I think it's called like a textured background when they add like when everything is like, what is it called? When everything is like decorated design and stuff like that to fit the band's image. Lincoln Park had like a grimy set type thing. And like, then it's weird to go to seeing a rap set where it's just like, just one DJ in the background with a turntable and a laptop. And then just seeing the guy walk around. It's, it's like a complete 180. Yeah. I guess it depends on who you go see. Because I saw Wiz Khalifa. I mean, I've seen a lot of rock concerts. Yeah, but I saw Wiz Khalifa last year at Breakaway. And that was, that was pretty good. Oh, how was Breakaway? I heard a lot of good things about it. It was good. It was just. It was like a tip. It's like a typical festival. There's drugs. I got way too fucking high. <laughs> uh, but no, it was fun. It was just really fucking hot. Not bad. You know what I remember? What? Project P? What? Oh, I thought you were talking Project P. But, uh. You took me to my first concert ever, I think. Oh, Ludacris. Rocky Rapids, the first one, with T-Pain and Ludacris. Oh, my God. That yeah, that brought back memories. When you were talking about uh, running to make sure that you got the front row, I remember when we went to go see Hobson. Yeah. Like, let's fucking go. And we just fucking ran. Those are memories, man. That, <laughs> that, man, that, damn, that's, that's a while ago. It's crazy how things changed since then. Oh, can't even go, can't even do concerts anymore. Facts. Fucking, okay, I think that probably March of next year, everything's going to be back to quote unquote normal. I hope so. I miss attending wrestling shows. But you don't like being, you don't, you don't like uh, watching them and seeing plexiglass uh, at a performance center when the other, com- the other company that's making more in ratings or aren't even doing that. Excuse me. Aren't even doing that. Not going to lie. I was really surprised at how well AEW did in the ratings this week. Like, I don't really follow most of that. I just like to go whatever show I like the most. I like both shows. I like, like, all of wrestling. Like, I hate it when people are like, oh, this company sucks or this sucks. Like, dude, like, I love all that. Like, literally, like, some puts on wrestling, I'm going to watch it. You could say WWE sucks right now. No. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I, lo- I love all of wrestling. Uh, just, to, just to me... <laughs> I've seen AEW is a lot better, but just with the product. I can understand why. That was really weird. What? I really don't have, like, I don't have, like, a top favorite wrestler. I have a lot of wrestlers that I like. Like, I can't, like, 
I can't like pick like, oh, this one guy is my favorite. Like it's like so many like different people. I think it's because I watch it too much, but I don't know if it's possible to watch it too much. Well, it's not like you're addicted to it. It's not like you. Not like you have to. Oh, I have to watch wrestling before I go to work. I have to watch wrestling when I'm on my breaks. Not gonna lie, I mainly listen to the Chris Jericho podcast on my way to work when I'm driving to work in the morning, and then sometimes on my breaks I watch matches. Like, cause Monday Night Raw happens. Monday Night Raw goes on at like 2 p.m. in my time. So does AEW and SmackDown and stuff like that. I don't, I don't have time to watch it because I'm at work. So, like, during lunch breaks and stuff like that, the next day I'll be watching it and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll do it. It's not like that I'll do it, but it's not like you're kind of like... If you, wa- if you don't... If you can go... You can go a day without watching wrestling and you'll be perfectly fine. Which is going to be really, really good. I don't want to, though. I'll be straight up honest with you. I don't think I went a day without watching wrestling or like doing anything that's not involving wrestling in a long while. Do you know what's going to happen to you? Do you ever seen the movie Castaway? In the movie what? Castaway. With Tom Hanks. I, heard, I don't think I've seen it though. It's basically this guy who gets caught, who gets stuck on an abandoned island, and that's when he has like the volleyball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said. I'm sorry. Well said. Uh, side note, do you ever think it's funny that Tom Hanks' wife's last name is Wilson? It is? Yes. I didn't even know that. What's his wife? I don't know. All I know is I saw her name Wilson, and I thought, and I started laughing because that shit is funny. Raising irony there. <laughs> like, when they meet, be like, what's your last name? Be like, Wilson. Be like, okay, seriously, what is it? Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. Damn. You can even get fucking volleyballs that you can, like... Face painted down there? Yes, like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much I would want to buy one just to be an asshole and just have it hanging up somewhere? See, that's a good marketing scheme for them. Like... What? Fucking have that ball? Yeah, because, like, everyone's going to, like, know it when they see it. Be like, oh, this is, uh, what's it called? Volleyball? Or? The movie, the. Castaway. Castaway, yeah. Dude, like, I'm hella tired, man. Like, today, literally, I fell asleep at, like, 4 a.m. And then I had to wake up at 9 a.m. to go get my hair cut. And then, like, literally, I got a flat tire as I was going to go home. I was going to – I should have been home at 1 p.m. Because we're, we don't know. We're supposed to originally record the show at 3 p.m. my time, 9 p.m. his time. But we had to wait an extra hour because I got a flat tire on my way to pick somebody up. I was trying to do something nice and do a good deed for the week. And I got a flat tire when I got there, so I had to go patch it up. And that took two hours to put on the tire, go drive all the way over there, go get the patching kit, go drive all the way back to the first place, put it on, then go drive back to the second place to go fill my air tire pressure and stuff like that. I was planning on smoking my ribs today and then letting them, uh, then letting them continue to like marinate, not marinate, no more like a dry marinate, dry rub. 
until like tomorrow, and then I'd finish cooking them off to get a better result. But man, that ruined that. Now I have to do it like late tonight. You're really the only one of the few people I know that actually enjoys cooking. Yeah, I know. I feel like most of the time when I'm at work, I have to cook my own food and stuff like that because obviously we're at work and stuff because I eat lunch there. And like every time I bring something in, people are like, oh, you probably just go out and buy that and then put that in your own Tupperware and make it look like you made it. And it's like, you know how much time I took out of my way to do, out of my day to do this? Like, I wish. So I was trying to see if, uh, due to the Castaway movie, that volleyball sales went up. Because I wanted to know if volleyball sales went up. It probably did. I know that one of them, one of the ones that were used in the movie, it like went for like eighteen grand at an auction. Damn. <laughs> Here's my ball. Why didn't it's a faith on it? Why didn't what? I know some terrible. Terrible. Okay, how terrible? My trainer is listening to this. She's gonna be mad. <laughs> probably isn't though. But I, I literally forgot to eat today. Can't do it's it. like, yeah, it's like 5 p.m. my time. No, it's not. It's like 4.30, 4.45 probably. That's unhealthy as fuck, dude. I know. But I was just thinking, like, man. I mean, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, well, the thing is you can do intermittent fasting. Yeah, but I need to gain weight, dude. Like, last couple months I've been, like, working out and stuff. I'm doing protein shakes all the time trying to gain weight, bulk up for wrestling and stuff like that. Eat like a bunch of fat ass food, dude. I do. Well, you got to learn something to slow your metabolism down. I know, but not going to lie. Look, I'm a little scared for my metabolism to slow down just because right now, uh, not right now, it's not today, but most days I eat a lot, lot. So I feel like once it slows down and I start gaining weight, I don't want to get to the point to where I get fat. I just want to get strong and be able to keep the muscle. Well, that's just with a strict dieting and uh, working out regimen. Yeah. Steroids. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with rest, is it with wrestling? I don't think there's, if you want to get big, I don't think there's any way but steroids. No, there is. A lot of people get big without steroids. You got EC3, you got, uh, what's his name, Wardlow, and you got like a whole bunch of other people who are really big, Brian Cage and stuff like that. Brian Cage, I've never seen somebody eat like that before in my whole life. He just looks so scary eating. Not like in a bad way. He just looks so scary eating. You know how we we used to be monkeys? like Like we have primal instinct? Yeah, probably when he eats that that primal instinct comes in. So he's like, like chewing on a fucking chicken leg, going. <sighs> <sighs> like bro, like I went to I went on the first and second Jericho Chris, uh, Chris Jericho wrestling wrestling wager SC, and like he performed on the first one, and that dude literally keeps like, uh, just like he has he has like a small suitcase. That he just carries and it just, just has food in it. Protein drinks, food and stuff like that. 
this dude literally during the meet and greet pulls out his suitcase, opens it up, and there's just like three rotisserie chickens in there. And he's just eating like a whole half of rotisserie chicken. And like he just eats the full thing during it. Because he ate one half and he's like, you know what, might as well eat the best. And he's eating the full thing during it. And like, man, this dude is a beast. And he takes two protein shakes after that and like a protein bar and something else. Oh, yeah, because chicken is uh, chicken is one a good source of protein. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, um, you know, you ever heard of Ronnie Coleman? No. He, he was like, a, he's a bodybuilding legend, right? Legend. At one point, he was 0.3% body fat. He literally had no body fat on him. Damn. He eat a pound of chicken for each meal and rice. It's is the best chicken is the best source for with meat for protein. Oh, definitely. Even though half the time it tastes like shit. What chicken do you be eating that tastes like shit? I'm white. What do you expect? Probably bland. No, it's just things with chicken. I'm picky as fuck. I don't. I don't like extremely dry chicken. You don't like extremely what? I, I don't like it dry. Oh, and nobody does. But every put, see, like, there's very few people who actually know how to cook chicken that it actually like tastes good. Yeah, I make the best chicken. Is it because you're black? Know. I know. You know what the fucked up thing is? Paula Dean probably taught you how to cook chicken. She said the N word. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? How somebody like that could say that say that word, and even black people were like. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like I literally saw nobody who was black. Completely pissed. Yes. It was mainly like the white people. Yeah. Most of us were just like, you know what? She makes good food regardless. You can come to the cookout still. Exactly. Like big wretch. You know, sometimes you're kind of retarded, Gretchen. We still love you in Michigan, but sometimes you're retarded. She be saying some wild stuff sometimes and be doing some questionable things that I'm just like, what? She got a thump around her, though. Hmm? Misogynistic real quick, but she got... I would take down Big Grudge. If I wasn't a faithful man, I would take down Big Grudge. Why'd you make that sign? Oh, nothing. It's inside, Jeff. All right, let's talk about it. But uh, you know what? One of my biggest accomplishments that I feel that I did towards you was what? I feel like wrestling a little bit more. Oh yeah, because I'm surprised I got you into AEW. That I feel really proud of that. Well, I remember at one time I was kind of like, a, well, it's WWE or nothing. I'm not going to watch the rest of them. No, it's a good product. But, you know, once you start realizing that after a while, the product, the product that's supposed to be the best product of all time, you know, it's supposed to be the best product isn't, you know, it's lower expectation, lower standards. And then you see another company like AEW or like Impact Wrestling or New Japan, and they're doing way better stuff. And that's because they're not trying to 
go towards a PG quote unquote PG audience. Yeah, and go towards a certain like fan base or just doing wrestling. And if you like wrestling, then you're gonna like it. Exactly. Of, like the thing that I feel like that some companies lack the most is that they try to appeal to too much of one thing and then they lose track of everything else they're doing. Like when companies try too hard to promote like uh, merchandise to sell, they focus so much on the merchandise that the product won't be like, it would be like vague and not really the full potential of what it was. Right. Uh, I mean, I think the one thing that they really, people shouldn't worry about is, um, merchandise because regardless okay do you, do you remember the old mma shirts the old tap out shirts that looked like the fucking somebody puked up on them cringe yes those cringe ones yes how many people bought a tap out shirt everybody because they saw mixed martial arts people on on ufc do it so doesn't yeah. matter the product is shit people are still gonna buy it facts <laughs> hey don't worry Kanye west sold a plain white t-shirt for a lot of money Oh, yeah, I remember that shit. But he sold it for like $120. Yeah. And it got sold out. You know, Eminem sold bricks to his old house for $313 each. Yeah. Part of me wanted to be mad, but another part of me is like, you know what? Can't blame him. I'd probably want to own one too, but I'm just too broke to do all that. To pay right. For it. Yeah, but think with that, it's just because you're owning a part of your favorite artist. But with Kanye, you're getting, you know, you're buying a shirt. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you have a piece of history that has something to do with the artist that actually could be worth money one day because, you know, when yeah. that man dies, you know, you can just sell one. His, his merchandise is going to resell out the fucking... Oh, definitely. Because especially like even like if they would have sold like bricks from Elvis Presley's house from like a hundred years ago, right now the value of it would be astronomically high just because he's such a legend. Like regardless of your music taste, he's obviously like a household name, a legend. Right. And I feel like same with Eminem. Like people may be like, oh yeah, you know now it's like now it's like oh he's selling a brick for three hundred thirteen dollars. Like yeah, but like you know how much money that's gonna be. Like unfortunately, everyone has to die, but. Once he dies, like in like a couple years past, you know how much money that's going to be worth. I fucking remember. Remember when Michael died and fucking Thriller albums or like the actual vinyls were coming off the shelves. Yeah, and it's sad. There's a rapper who died in 2018. That's kind of sad that he died because it was like self-inflicted too. MGK, rest in peace. I just read. I just heard an interview that he did shortly after he put out Rap Devil. Oh man, this dude was so cocky in the beginning, and then once, once it once Killshot came out, he thinks that the Killshot wasn't that good. Yeah, he's like, how could kill? How could it be a Killshot if it hit me in the leg? And like, I'm not the brightest dude, but like, <laughs> you can get a Killshot even the hitting in the leg, like. Your artery goes through your leg too, like you're getting all technical with it. Yeah. But like that's where blood blows goes through the body. You can kill anybody as long as there's blood showing. 
But that, I feel like Kill Shot was just straight fire. Like, it was no catchy choruses. It was just straight fire throughout the whole time. Like, every bar you'd just be listening to, like, man, this dude is just, like, just complete insult. It's, like, ridiculous. It's like putting me against, like, Mike Tyson. Like, I'm, I'm getting my ass beat for sure. But, man, every fucking punch he gives me, man, it's, it's going to look pretty fucking vicious. I would love to see you get punched by Mike Tyson once. If Mike Tyson paid me $50 million to um, take a punch, I'd do it. Definitely do it. There's, I'm not going to name any names. Right. There's, I'm not going to name any names. But there's a person that we went to high school with that was really, really skinny. And when I said I really wish I would. Uh, <laughs> imagine him getting punched by Mike Tyson. His bones would go everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. This dude, he was like really skinny. Like I was really skinny in high school. I was like, I think I was at one like twenty five. I was very small, very very small. Like literally, I was very small before I joined the army. And this guy was even smaller than me, like skinnier than me. And this dude said, if there's an active shooter, he'd run at full speed and jump into the bulletproof glass to try to break it to jump out. And I was like, dude, you would literally just end up like fucking yourself out, treme- fucking yourself up tremendously. <laughs> What'd you say? You said that you would, you would knock yourself out before you'd be able to get through the window. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, I'll run at full speed and s- jump into that, w- jump into the window head first to break the window. I was like, dude, you'd knock yourself the fuck out. <laughs> I think it was nicknamed him Skeleton because of how skinny he was. And you're like, man, you know, you just run to the fucking window and your bones would just fly everywhere. Yeah, no, he got to get on this podcast. Taylor Shotty Scott. I thought about it. I don't but, know why I said this, but he's too busy fucking white girls right now up in maybe up in northern Michigan. No, oh, I thought, lives- I thought about Taylor on. Like it, it would be fun. It would be fun, but it would just be like, I would have to really put in serious work to like come up with topics and everything. Do that. What topics did you come up for this one that we haven't covered yet? I want to know. I'm curious. I didn't really come up with anything because I know that me and you can naturally have a conversation. True that. Yeah. That, that's, that's the one thing about this podcast is that, you know, I do it. I do it like it gives me an excuse to talk to people. Sure. Like when I had Alex on yesterday, we, I literally had no topics to talk about, but we talked for three hours. Oh, damn. We're going to have to check that one out after this. It got deep. It got funny. It got... I learned a lot of things about that man that I never thought I would learn. I haven't talked to him in a while. Me and him used to be like really close friends like for a long time. And then it just kind of like ended, like most things in life. You know, most friendships end fast and stuff like that. But yeah, well, it's because it's just because you guys went two completely different paths. Oh, he went two completely different things. He did one thing, I did the exact opposite and stuff like that. Exactly. He was in the. You you joined the military. Yeah. Well, even before that. Before that, I thought you guys were still close before. Um, not really. I mean, I joined in January 5th, 2015. 
And we stopped talking. I stopped talking to him around like 2014, August, sometime around there. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you, you guys were tight at one. I thought you guys were like. We were, but we, you just kind of separated because, like, I was on the same. I was on stuff like that. What was that cut out? Oh, my bad. I said, because I wasn't doing, like, the same stuff he was doing, really. And, like, he wasn't doing the same stuff I was doing. And we just kind of separated and started doing different stuff. I can feel, I can feel that. Yeah. But it'd be like that. It's whatever. It's the life. Looking at back, looking at some of the shit that we did, you kind of look at and go, "What the fuck were we thinking?" I was a big ass nerd <laughs> in high school. Literally, me thinking anything that I said in that time period, I sincerely, hundred percent, genuine apologize for anything that I may have said or did during then, because I was a huge nerd and I wasn't mature and I said a lot of dumb stuff. Like hundred percent, I was going through a whole bunch of old text messages and messages I sent on Facebook and how I talked and stuff like that. What? How bad did you cringe? A lot. Like, the, the stuff I said was so cringy. Like, I feel really bad from a personal level level and everything. Like, it's bad. And especially, like, like, the, like, the trendy language that people said even, like, 10 years ago, it's cringy. Like, all the Facebook memories come up, you know, old stuff that was, you shared and stuff like that. And there was this, like, this trend, like, something that I shared just because I was like, you know, it'd be cool to see this in, like, 10 years, five years, whatever. And, man, like, people using the old, like, slang terms and stuff like that sounds so cringeworthy. Especially when I used abbreviations when texting. Like, yeah. I don't know, that makes me Some of them. Some of them. Like when I write the letter I, instead of writing out why, that, that makes me cringe. <laughs> I don't know why. It just, it just, ah. I mean, I do that. Oh, and my lack of memes back then. Well, memes got better over time. Yeah. But oh shit, we're, we're getting, we're getting another stimulus check. Yeah, I've seen that. I'm excited. I need it bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm broke. Fuck. What? I'm, How would you? I'm watching this on Facebook, and obviously, I'm not going to put the video out. But <laughs> <laughs> the caption is her. I usually don't do this. Also, her with your meat. Show somebody like taking like a hot dog, but doing it like they do with the pens in between the fingers. <laughs> I feel like that was, that was the one thing that was great about fucking uh, COVID was the fucking memes that came out of it. Oh man, the golden memes. Not gonna lie, I was kind of disappointed that the last three months haven't been that much memes. There's been all this stuff going on in the world, and I've been a little disappointed that there hasn't been as much like memes going around. I mean, is that a status post right after coronavirus? The whole thing ended. 
is going to be like, thank you to every single one of you that did proud things by sharing the dankest the memes during the darkest times. But now I can't post that because now everything else is going on. Uh, we're only we're only seven months into it. We still have we still have five more months to go. Not gonna lie, low key, I'm trying to hope that the army goes into goes into a higher. Uh, what's the best way to describe it? I know what it's called, but I'm just trying to describe it to a civilian way. Higher threat warning, so that way we get more to work again. I'm fucking done. The first week was the best week of work I've ever had. It was the best week of work. Why? I didn't do anything, basically. <laughs> it was great. And then after that, the people started realizing, like, yeah, we can work, but just do this stuff instead. And that's when it started to get bad again. Because now they found a way to get away around everything to make us work all day still. Because before then, everyone was panicking. Like, we can't come into work at all. Dude, it was fucking amazing. Best time. You paid the sin your ass at home. Just about for a week, for like four days. And then we were right back to work. I feel like I was, was it March, April? Because people. For like two and a half months. Yeah, because people kept complaining online saying that, oh, the military budget is still high and stuff like that. Then they're like, okay, if the military budget is high, we're going to make them work during this. That way they work for the money. I was like, damn it, y'all ruined it. Like, man, I was about to get Call of Duty again. I was about to get Xbox Live again. Start going on there and stuff like that. I was literally about to, literally, no joke. I was about to hit purchase on my phone for Xbox Live. And a text came through saying, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. we're starting normal work days. I was like, damn. I mean, you could still do it. Yeah, but I'm broke. Yeah, I'm cheap. Well, you can get that other stimulus check, and then you can do it. Yeah. You don't understand how I am, what you do. Yeah, yeah, you're frugal Vandross, bro. I was literally debating on trying to find somebody who has Xbox Live and syncing up my time schedule to where it's opposite of theirs. So that way we could have one Xbox Live account and not have to pay for a second one. God, you're fucking cheap. I know. Is that just because of the way that you grew up or is it just because you just spending a little bit of money freaks you out? I think it's both. Because I have plans. Like when I get out, which I'm going to eventually soon, I want to be able to buy a house and stuff like that. And I don't want to do a whole bunch of unnecessary purchases. Like just most of the time overthink like, like it's like, like the other day I was at work yesterday and I didn't eat lunch cause I was, we were supposed to get off at noon and we ended up getting off at 4 PM and people buying, people buying snacks on the vending machine. I was like, why would I spend $6 on like a fucking two small bags of Cheetos or whatever it is. Man, I could literally go to the commissary, go to the store in like an hour and get two bags that have eight times the amount of food in there for half the price. Like, what's the point of doing that? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, that's just logical thinking, but there's just things that you... I'm trying to think of one. I literally told them I would starve to death and die before I spend that amount of money upscale just to get that same bag of Cheetos for three times the price. Hey, when you're really hungry, you're really hungry. Yeah, but I'm anore- I've been anorexic before. I can do it again. 
Ain't nothing stopping me. <laughs> you know, the one thing I hated you and Elijah growing up. You did? Yes, because y'all could. Oh, yeah. You the fuck you wanted, and I had to watch what I had to fucking eat. Yeah. It's kind of loud. <laughs> I thought it thought it would have ended for me by now, to be honest. I was like, man, once I hit 20, whole metabolism, something is going to end. It's just slows down when you're like 40. And that's what they said about 20. Let's hope it goes until 80. In all honesty, and it was, and it, not, no offense to anybody listening, I really hope I don't get like really fat in the future. It's, That'd be, it's all about um, discipline, bro. Yeah, but that'd be hella ironic that it would get fat. You know, get really skinny for all my life and then get really fat. That'd be a hell of a transition. Now you feel like half the half the girls we went to high school with. <laughs> Man, here's his. I'll tell you about it later. I'll tell you the person's name later. One of the girls I went to high school with, I had like a really big crush on her. For like three grades and like she would never talk to me like she talks to me in passing and stuff like that but like she'd never talk to me shit like that and then like i shoot my shot and stuff didn't go so well this girl has like two kids right now then hits me up what's up how you been and you know i'm a nice person so i was like you know i'm not gonna like just not talk to somebody because they didn't like me at the time because I'd be petty and stupid. I mean, everyone has a preference. Who am I to judge them for not liking me? But then, like, oh, I always liked you and stuff like that. And I was like, mm, no, you didn't. I didn't say that. I said something nice because I, 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 I'm trying to be a nice person. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, like, you know, mature and stuff like that. I always feel like I need to constantly mature and stuff with life. I don't like holding grudges. But in my head, I was like, mm, that's not true. Is it this person? I was straight up honestly, I don't remember who that is offhand. Tell me later, or you can type it on your phone and put it in front of the screen again. Oh, she's one of them, though. I mean, you could say that. I could just bleep it out. I yeah. Had a, I, had a bleep out some, I had a bleep out something with me and Alex. What? I had a bleep out something with me and Alex. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she was one of them. Like, I'll never forget it. Because I feel hurt, like, because I remember she was cool with me. Like, she gave me her number and stuff like that. And can't believe this part out. Uh, I'm going to say first name. Uh, yep. Like, I, she gave me her number and he came up to me. He's like, oh, you better not be fucking talking to her and stuff like that. And in my head, like, I was, I was, I was really naive as a kid. So I still did, mainly. But I was like, you know, how petty is that? That like, you know what I mean? Like, I look like this on a daily basis. And this is what my voice sounds like. It always has sounded like this since fifth grade. Really sad. And like, if you really think that I'm the person that you have to be like, oh, you better watch, you know what I mean? Like, if you really think that I'm going to take someone's girl, like a dude who looks this ugly and sounds like this on a daily basis, then you have serious problems. Well, I mean, that just goes back to being insecure about shit. Yeah. Well, with that, with that type of situation, and per- that person probably felt insecure, so he he threw your his insecurity at you as a way of, like a threat. 
Oh, I know. I don't give a fuck. I still texted her. Damn. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was crazy. Fucking, I, I remember, I, remember there's like, bro, you see, you see girls that we went to high school with, and either they got really, really hot. Ironically, me and Alex were talking about this last night off the podcast. But either get really, really hot, they get fat, or they had kids. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of them got fat. Yeah. A lot. My brothers. What are you saying? My little brother's going through high school now. And, like, obviously, because, you know, obviously, you know, fucking common sense dictates, you know, both of us went to high school, obviously, as you can tell. Seeing my brother go through that, little brother go through that phase is really awkward because he likes terrible music. I, oh, man, I hate it. Gosh, man, that makes me so disappointed. He, like, I played Eminem in the car. I played Lil Wayne in the car. I played uh, a whole bunch of other good artists in the car, like Jay-Z, Kanye, and stuff like that. He's like, oh, that's trash. Can you put on, like, Chippy Red? Can you put on Takashi? Can you put on uh, Lil Pump, the baby, and stuff like that? I was like, dude, what the... Oh, man, dude, that disappointed. I was like, do you really call Jay-Z, Connie, Eminem, and Lil Wayne trash and say that Chippy Red and them are better? Like, I felt personally attacked. Well, I mean, I mean, out of all that list, I think the Lil Baby is the only one that is kind of questionable. Cause he's really some. Aaron, let's not even do this right now. I can't even do this. I didn't realize until Alex told me in the last podcast that fucking this motherfucker walked out with a fucking diaper on one day. Today's <laughs> <laughs> true. That just shocked me. Know who wore a diaper first, though, in a music video? Who? Hobson. Oh, it wasn't a music video. He just walked out in public. Oh, oh, oh. Really? really? <laughs> it was, it, it's, that was hilarious in watching Meek Mill fall down the steps during the winter. You ever seen that fucking video? I think so. In the house, he's walking down the steps, and he slips and falls right into the fucking bushes. <laughs> I think I seen it a long time ago. Know what I know? What rapper video I remember? What? Dilo Green's cell phone blowing up on him. Oh, that fucking bomb he had. Samsung yeah. really phones. They really make good, really good bombs. To be fair, they make great phones. I know you don't agree with this, but Samsung always does things. First, before iPhone, then iPhone people always get the apps and act like it's something new and legendary, like the wireless charging. They've been having that since 2009. Then we got it in 2016, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, this is a game changer." Well, I just think that it's not that you know the fact is that you know I think Samsung comes out with the better with the products and like the Face ID and the fingerprint scanners and everything else like that first. But I think Apple purposely waits for it just so they can fix the bugs. And Apple be oh no they uh so when they come out with it they wait till they can buy the patent usually so that way they can own it. I mean yeah, but also it seems like that 
a lot of people had problems at first, like with the Face ID with um, Samsung. But with Apple, you really don't have that issue. Now you do. Wear a mask. Down my phone, though. That'd be pissing me off. I would literally, man. They'd be off and they'd be selling down my phone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fucked up. I get why they're doing it. Yeah, but still, I paid a thousand motherfucking dollars for my phone. That's like somebody buying like a. That's like somebody buying fucking brand new headlights for the car. Then, like once every five years, the employee who works there goes and breaks your headlights and says, "Well, you had it for five years. You should probably upgrade it." Like, oh. I'll beat somebody's ass. If I find out whoever the guy is who works back there, it's the button and shit like that, I'll beat their ass. Obviously, it's not a button. They type in the code and shit like that, and then it goes into the system. And Watch you your phone to be really, really slow now because you're talking all that shit. And they Only my phone goes down. Everybody else fast. I'd be watching a movie in HD, and it goes all the way to 180p. That 2001 quality. You're watching porn, and it fucking it starts to... Stalling on the guy's face. Nah, you watch from porn and it starts loading up Roblox type quality stuff. Looks like two Lego people. You're gonna see the guys at Apple playing with two Lego people right in the middle, beating your meat and stuff. Speaking of that, do you know what I watched yesterday and I couldn't stop laughing at it? And marijuana may or may have not been a causing factor on what? What was it? Do you remember back when um, Peter, with Family Guy, back when Peter lost his memory and him and Lois had sex for the first time? Oh, yeah. And they had The Rock do the, <laughs> do the action figures. He's like... And then they fly off. <laughs> yeah. Yo, the rock, standing next to The Rock, I've never felt like... So, I felt like a toddler standing next to The Rock. I can imagine you probably feel like a little bitch. I would, feel, I would feel like a little bitch stand next to that man. Oh damn, my connection's breaking up. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, my bad. It broke. It broke up. What'd you say? Um, stand next to the rock. I would be a. I'd feel like a little bitch. Dude, I did. <laughs> Like, that dude is so huge. I felt like a damn toddler. Felt like he was going to, like, grab me from underneath my armpits and lift me up and fucking be like, wee, and do that whole thing. Like, Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, when you look at The Rock, you're not afraid. But, like, if I look at Brock Lesnar, I'm afraid. Well, the only time you got to be afraid of The Rock is, you know, when you can't smell what he's cooking. <laughs> but could you imagine Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar probably could... Wear me as a condom to go fuck something. There's something that he says, something that he said before, and it was so hard to take, it was so hard to look at him while he says it. What? I forgot who it was. He was talking about a wrestler. He's like, yeah, he's such a sweetheart and stuff like that. Brock Lesnar said that. I was like, what are you saying? Look like you could rip me apart with your fucking hands. Like, don't say that. Say you're going to kill it. Like, and it was in the middle of a UFC interview. I was like, don't say that. Say you're going to kill somebody or something. Like, that dude looks hugely massive. Like, could you imagine in a car crash and, like, going over to someone's door to pound on it, yell at them, and 
he steps out of the car. Can you picture that? I'd pull out my wallet right there and be like, my bad, man. Here, you can just take this. This is my pen. You just like fucking start knocking on the window. Hey, motherfucker, what's going on? You see him come out and Brock's like, Brock, Brock, smash. He just beats you into a pulp. He starts fucking teabagging. Hits you with his fist on top of head and you just fucking, what? <laughs> just punches you on the top of your head. Like in the fucking cartoons. He's <laughs> going to the ground. The thing is, he was a really. I didn't. I watched some of his like college wrestling. He was a fucking great ass fucking wrestler. Oh yeah, literally, he could fuck you up in two seconds. Yep. Slam you on your head, and you, he looks at you and goes, "What's going? What's next?" I couldn't imagine like getting an argument with him. I wouldn't. <laughs> Why? Because you feel like he would do like the suplexity shit to you. Yeah, I feel like. He- my ass, man. Dude's a UFC heavyweight champion. Know it, know it, Loki annoys me. What? Obviously, like I said earlier in the podcast, like I don't really watch sports and UFC that much. I go watch some UFC fights, like if it's a big fight and I know the people. But like when people are like, oh, Brock Lesnar was a terrible champion. He wasn't even that good and stuff like that. Like, so you're saying that the biggest belt in your company of the most, on your own opinion, the most brutal sport, a guy who's weak won the belt, is what you're saying. So then what does that say about the rest of the company? Like when people are like, oh, he's a he's terrible and he won the championship. He I was like, dude, the dude was a champion of the whole company. Like Yeah, but the same you fat- at the same time, there's with combat sports. There's a lot of things that, you know, one punch can fuck something. One punch could end everything. Like Buster Douglas. When Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, that stopped the world. True that. Like the most recent one last year when Andy Ruiz Jr. beat um, Anthony Joshua. Andy Ruiz was, he literally does not look like he, he looks like a chubby kid. And Anthony Joshua was like chiseled out of marble. He had ab muscles on ab muscles. Right? And Andy Ruiz beat him. So, I mean, with like with shit like that, the thing was is that Brock doesn't have that great of stamina. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that by his matches, even in wrestling. Like when he's fighting in WWE, he gets blown out fast. Exactly. That's why his matches don't. What the longest match he ever had was what twelve minutes? Recently. What'd you say? Cut out. I think like seven minutes. Keeps on cutting off. Sorry about that. My connection is bad. Let me see if I'm connected to my Wi-Fi right now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, like he doesn't have really long matches. You know, you have somebody who, like I said, he's just, well, the thing is, there's not that many heavyweights that can have great ass stamina because there's just so much weight you're carrying around. Mm-hmm. But also with him, what? He probably weighs, what, 250, 280 of fucking just pure muscle? Damn. 
when you have something, somebody like Seth Rollins who probably will weigh 220, 230, but he has, but he has like a little build compared to somebody like Brock, you know, also there's a lot of training into it, but at the same time, it's like Brock, Brock probably doesn't, he probably more worries about his strength and everything because he's such a big barbaric man. Yeah. It's like Goldberg. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're treading on ice now. Well, I mean, I'm talking about like Goldberg when he first actually was like starting wrestling. He didn't do great matches, but the guy was strong as shit. True. But the thing was is that, you know, Brock was a better wrestler than him. Because, I mean, the thing was is that the one thing I'm really pissed off that Brock left because Brock left on top at the same time for as big as he was, even though you kind of botched that move at me against Kurt Angle. He could have oh, yeah. fucking <laughs> ruined his life. Yeah. A shooting star press. Yeah. Could you imagine well, if he actually would have been able to actually pull that off? Well, Ever. usually... Because he used to uh, do it back in FCW, back in their training camp all the time. Like, there's a compilation. Like, he used to do it a lot. But the thing that he said he messed up when he did it was, because he hasn't done it in two years previously before that, because he'd been on the main roster. Because he used to do it at house shows and stuff like that. But he said it was the thing he failed to remember was that he hasn't been working on his cardio a lot. And he forgot that when he went to go do the move during WrestleMania, he's already winded. So he didn't have enough stamina to fully flip. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, it's just fucking dead. Two, in, two inches either way, he's fucking paralyzed. Yeah. That dude came hella close. Like, I thought he was, like, done, done. It's like when fucking... Um, try to think of it. It's like when fucking uh, Shane fell off when he off the uh, hell of a cell. I honestly thought he broke something. I was like, nah, he was... Even though there was yeah. on the table. Yeah. But still, coming from that fall and then you... Something. Yeah, not going to lie. Even, like, that'd be, that'd be hard to do. Because even if you know you're going to land safe, that'd still be hard to tell yourself, like, man, I'm about to jump 40 fucking feet down and hope to God to land on this small-ass table. Probably doing coke. What? Probably did coke. No. But like, can you imagine, though, just standing like all the way up there and just being like, well, fuck, here's the moment. Like, like okay, could you imagine when Undertaker threw Command Kind to the, on, like, when he threw him off the Alan Assault? Could you imagine how much of a piece of shit he probably felt afterwards after seeing what, that what, his fucking teeth went through his bottom lip and, you know what's crazier than that? A lot of people don't know this, but Undertaker went through that whole match with a broken ankle. I've heard that before. He, he literally did. And for the last two months, he's been wrestling with a broken ankle. That's why when he's walking in the ring and stuff like that, he's like walking very lightly. And when he jumps down from the cage, you see him land on one foot so he doesn't put pressure on the other and he's lumping still. Yeah. Because you can kind of see him. He kind of winces a little bit when he comes off of the... Uh... The hell in a cell, the part that wasn't supposed to collapse. Not gonna lie, I would, I'd be so terrified if I, 
like getting choke slammed and being like, oh shit, it broke and you're still falling. Like, could you imagine that? Like, I wouldn't know what I'd do because that's another 15 feet down just to hit into the ring. Like, I want to know what to do. Like, how would you brace yourself? Like, what, how do you roll? Like, how, you know what I mean? Just pray for the best, bro. I'd be scared of shit. And then when he said his t- teeth went through his lip and then went into his nose. Like, that's insane. I would love to see his, I would love to see Mick Foley's brain after he dies. He, all he, there's, he did even crazier shit in New Japan. In, when he wrestled in Japan, he did, he fell off, he jumped like from the top, well, he got slammed from the top rope onto the ground. That was straight concrete, like no padding, straight concrete. And it just sounds so gross to hear because like you can hear the thud and people were like, you were talking about in his book. He's like, people felt just kind of not disgusted, but just like shocked in the front row. Cause like you, you could hear the thud and you could feel his body hit the ground, like hit the concrete. Cause they're standing like five feet away. And I was like, man, just like, I don't know how you could like physically put yourself through that for that long. Probably just for the love of it. Yeah, but man, yeah. I mean, Mick Foley did not have the typical wrestler build. Oh, definitely. And that was the one thing that differentiated him was because of the crazy shit he did. Even even with like the Cactus Jack and the whole um, dude love persona, and I think he was the one that originally brought in the whole thumbtacks, or the one the popular people that brought in thumbtacks. And say, because I know Vince didn't even want to sign him. Even when he made his debut, Vince didn't want to sign him at all. Like, uh, what's his name? Like, uh, my bad, what are you saying? But the thing is, is that, you know, back then, that's when Vince, you know. Only like big men. Exactly. Because, like, who's the biggest wrestler at that point? Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Mr. I can't stop saying the N-word. <laughs> you know what the fucked up thing about Hulk Hogan is? Okay, you know how he did like that leg drop? That was like his uh Yeah. I was, apparently he he did that so much that he took two inches off of his height. Yeah, it compressed his spines in his disc. That's no No really fucked himself up as well. Ooh. Jeff Hardy. Like, he doesn't do Swanton Bombs as much anymore. And when he does, it's only on recorded episodes, like big matches. And even at house shows, he won't do it anymore because he fucked up his discs in his back. The two are lower discs. They're messed up, and he had to take eight months off because of it. And now when he does matches, he won't do anything jumping off or doing any spots unless it's, like, a big, big pay-per-view, unless he has to do it. I was about to say, because he did a lot of shit when they came back. Yeah. But I mean, I can I get what you mean. Because I mean, he really did fuck up his past. Yeah, I was like, man, that dude did a lot of insane shit. A lot. Was a fucking um. That was the one thing. It's like that I noticed that, like Matt and Jeff were kind of like the. First ones that were kind of like the high flyers that kind of made it cool. Not really much Jeff, but not really so much Matt, but Jeff kind of made it yeah. cool to be the high flyer and shit. And I feel like that that's kind of 
how I want to put it. I want to say a name, but not that many people are going to know who it is. Know who was a really good high flyer back when people didn't understand what it was? Evan Bourne? No, no. This was like back in 1985. Who? Uh, Coco Beware. Yes. I don't know who you're talking about. He was watching old matches, and he, like, he did a lot of high flying. Like he'd do like, you know, Shawn Michaels jump up spot in like 1985 before Shawn did. Well, before Shawn was big for doing it and stuff like that. And he'd like jump out of the ring and stuff like that. Yeah. And like people in the crowds were just kind of confused. Like they didn't understand it. They didn't click with it. And they're more interested in like Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. And I was like, man, it's kind of crazy to see how times change. Because back then, like when Coco Beware was doing it, people didn't understand the psychology between it at all. And we're just like, oh, this isn't like, normal and stuff like that and that was like unseen stuff like that was stuff that was like kind of frowned upon in the business at the time in america was in america well same because in japan it was kind of accepted wasn't it yeah so like in japan like in order to be labeled as like a in in their in their like in their culture regions and stuff like that in order to be like a good in their terms good wrestler you have to be able to be fluent in everything. You have to get, know good technicals work. You have to be a good high flyer. You have to know how to do good, like, power man spots. You have to know how to show, like, a lot of character, and there's, like, everything. Like, if you if you can – the rule of thumb is if you can get hired in Japan, you can get hired anywhere. Why is that? Because they have more – they use more skill, and skill is their main thing they look for. Like in WWE, like how they hire like a lot of people who have never been wrestlers at all, like football players. They don't do that in Japan just because you have to like earn it and you have to work for it and stuff like that. Like uh, Chris Jericho said it best. Like he's like, when I was, before he signed with WWE, he tried to, well, before he signed with WCW, he tried to go to WWE. And they, Vince told him, no, if you want to be a pro wrestler, try to be a football player first. And he's like, that's asinine. That's like telling somebody who wants to be a comedian, hey, before you be a comedian, maybe go to football and then it might make you a comedian. It's just two separate things that are like. I wouldn't say different. that. I would say like, hey, if you want to be, com- be a comedian, go into a comedy movie and then start doing stand-up. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. Some it's places are different. You can kind of get bigger and you kind of can kind of get like a following behind you, but. There's every like you realize that there are certain people that are signed with WWE who do who you don't see them going into other promotions. Should you do that, like Baron Corbin. Yeah, I couldn't picture him going anywhere else. He just seems like a lifer, not in a bad way, but he just seems like a really loyal dude. He's like, you know, they got they gave me the opportunity and stuff like that. You probably realize that you probably can't go anywhere else. No, he could. I think, honestly, if he really wanted to, he could easily go leave WWE and go do something else if he wanted to. I mean, I guess, but... No, wrestler I really liked outside of WWE. Well, I mean, no, I know there's a lot of them that you like outside of WWE. <laughs> who, uh, did, who I feel like were a lot better when they were outside than when they were inside of WWE. Oh. Christian Cage. Well, his name's Christian in WWE. When he went to TNA called Christian Cage, I feel like he was just like 
putting out like good matches all the time because it gave him the time that he needed there. Yeah, but the thing was with Christian, he kind of was living in Ed's shadow for a while. Yeah, that's what hindered him the most. Like, uh, like right now, like I'm training and I'm really working on be- being a tag in a tag team because that's what I really want to do. And one of the other guys that one of the other guys I'm training with, he really wants to be in a team with me and stuff like that. And we kind of vibe the same and you have the same ideas and stuff like that. But I think the thing that most people think about when they see tag teams, they don't see them as one cohesive unit. They always see, see it. Unfortunately, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in this, but uh, unfortunately most people when they see tag teams, they always say, Oh, who's the Marty Gennetti? Who's going to be the breakout guy? Who's going to be the guy that, that, that yeah. doesn't. So when people see teams, they're always like to distinguish that. Like, oh, this guy's good. And then this is a guy who's not good. Instead right. of seeing them as well. So I feel like when people seen, uh, my bad, I lost my train of thought. So well, I feel like when people. The only one I don't see is the Young Bucks. What? The only person, I, the only team I see that there is, they aren't looking for a breakout star is the Young Bucks. I don't see and that. Who? And FTR. That's true. People are probably yeah. just going, you guys are fucking nerds talking about wrestling. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was not going to lie. In my head, I was like, man, when we do the podcast, it's probably going to be mainly about wrestling. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I don't know if Aaron would be down for that. that just because, you know. I want to bring you on just because I know that mean you can talk wrestling. Yeah. And like, the, like on, a different, on a different note, I feel like, like, with AEW, that you don't need to be the big guy to be exactly like Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is literally one of the blandest characters, and one of the most. The character itself is funny, but it's fucking boring. But the fact is that he has so much heat right now because he is popular. Yeah, I feel like one of the things that helps him out the most when he does it is he has such conviction. Like he's fully committed. Because, like, yeah. you know, when some, like, even in a movie role, when you're watching a movie, you can tell if someone's not fully committed in the character. It's just weird. So they have to be fully committed. But he just, like, fully embraces it. He's, like, I feel like he's just, like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And, like, I'm 100% with it, which I think helps a lot. Because I feel... So, like, in my personal opinion, what I like to think about when I see movies and stuff like that, I feel like movies and stuff like that is better when you can see the character and you can't picture them not being the character like orange Cassidy, like you see him doing that all the time you can't picture him not doing it just like undertaker how he's kept staying in like the character the whole time yeah. that's what helped keep longevity and stuff like that yeah but that last ride documentary actually was that last that documentary i kind of really liked you saw yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. When they fucking were doing the whole thing of uh, playing George Strait, playing Tribunal, when he was like, um, when they're going back on his career and everything, at the mm-hmm. end, I fucking cried. Man, I was in my field. I almost cried. Barely. It's like because About- I'm pretty sure with you, it's like that was he was. There was a lot of wrestlers that came and go, but that would like come and go. But it's just you knew that the Undertaker was there the whole entire time. Yep. Like, not gonna lie, there's something that he said that really makes me like 
that really makes me respect him even more. He's like, I've, he's like, I feel like as a performer, if I get old and I'm still in the main event, I have to perform. Like, I'm not going to be the old musician who comes out here, takes the whole main event of the show, who's like old as fuck, and then like doesn't do good. Like, I never want somebody to see me doing a match and being like, man, he's decent now. We should have seen him 10 years ago. He's like, if I ever get to that point, I need to leave because there's younger guys who can go better than me. And if I'm taking, I better be putting on the best show I can put on. Yeah. Respect him a lot more. And also, I I gained a lot of respect. He goes, you know, if I'm going to be on that main card, and I know there's 10 guys down below, I know there's 10 guys that could take my spot and would probably do better. So I at least... I had to at least put some, you know, I at least had to dedicate myself to this if I'm going to be on the card. Yep. And I'm like, even though you didn't see himself as an egotistical person, it's kind of good. It's kind of good having that confirmation going, Oh, you're not an egotistical person. Yeah. Seeing like, it, yeah, that's what I like to see sometimes. I feel like it's cool. And so I didn't realize how big of a locker room presence he was though. How big of a what? Locker room presence. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was the, lock, the locker room leader. Speaking of locker room leaders, have you seen fucking Roman looks like right now? Yes, that dude is massive. <laughs> that dude is jacked. Oh, man. I hope that he comes back and he doesn't wear that fucking bulletproof or that fucking vest. I hope he fucking has a shirt off. Low key. I think it'd be cool if he came back and he had it on. And he just had a complete character change and he ripped it off and like left with like new music, everything like that, just revamp. Was it cause like have to wear it when he returns as a big pop and just rip it off, like exposing his new gear and everything like that, just a hundred percent revamp. Cause I don't get how like I, I don't have tattoos. I don't yet. But like I don't see how you can have the, that badass of tattoos, like especially small and tribe tattoos, and be like, yeah, let's cover all that up. And then try to push him like the rock. Like, no. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because like with if you don't if you have less of the tattoo showing, that's less of the like the cost it's gonna take for them to color that action figure. True. Because let's be honest, it's like that's one of the reasons why a lot of wrestlers don't get tattoos in WWE yeah. because of the fact is that it's like, oh well, now we gotta change we gotta change up the wrestler we gotta change up the action figure and it's hard shit and in WWE you have to get it approved before you get a tattoo I think or was it if it's in white if it's not gonna if it's not going to be visible or if you're gonna be like because I know Alexa Bliss has a lot of tattoos but she does hers in white so they don't show oh damn I didn't know that. But like fucking CM Punk had tat- had, had like tattoo has tattoos like from like from Well So that that that's an exception because there's always an exception to each rule, you know, every rule in life has an exception. I think so the reason he got hired and he has so many tattoos was cuz honestly what he said was that he was such a big indie star that they had to sign him. Cuz even he admitted that the reason they signed him was cuz they WWE wanted to get him off the indies because Ring of Honor started to get really big and stuff like that, so you just signed him. And then the only reason they put him on the main roster on TV was because he threatened to quit. 
because he felt like he didn't need to go to the developmental because he's ready, knew everything. So who's the bigger goat, CM Punk or Chris Jericho? I so Chris Jericho. Jericho in some aspects, but Punk in some other aspects. I, I like both. I don't I don't have favorites. But I just think with I just think with um Jericho just because he's revamped his career so much. Oh yeah. Dude we dude reinvents himself like every year. Like I really like how he takes pride in his characters. Like he he never gets stale. Like you never watch Jericho and be like, eh, I'm bored of him. He's always like changing something along the line. That whole list of Jericho, that even though he didn't like that gimmick. Oh, what? he liked it. Oh, I thought he didn't really care for it, but like either way, that was a fucking funny ass. You know what happens, huh? You know what happens? Like, dude is just funny as fuck. Oh, wait, no, it was a jacket they hated. Yeah. So he was really happy when um, Dean, a.k.a. John Moxley, fucking tore it apart. You know how heavy that jacket is? Don't you, didn't you have one or didn't you try it on or something? Yeah, on the first cruise, he had all of his stuff that he wore through his career, and he had it there, and he could wear it. That thing is heavy, and it's hot, because, like, it has the lights on it, So and there's, like, a big pack, like, huge, like, size of two of your hands put together in there, and just batteries, and the pack weighs, like, 12 pounds, and the whole jacket by itself. Like, that. you could see the fitting on there, and the jacket weighed, like, 30 pounds, and it was just super hot. Because sometimes you'd have to try it on backstage and turn it on to do like a test, like 10 minutes before you go out in a dark room. And you had to do the test a couple of times in a row before you went to the ring just to make sure it works. And by the time you get to the ring, the whole like jacket is hot because the battery pack is hot because it gets hot fast. And then the lights and the whole cords from the lights gets hot. Fuck that. Jer- yeah, Jericho was talking about it. He's like, yeah, sometimes I'd be like on my way to the ring and literally before I even go in front of the audience, I'm just dripping in sweat and already exhausted. And he's like, and you have to travel with it too. Like you have to put it in your own bag. So most planes, like your weight for your bags is like 45 pounds and a jacket weighs 30 pounds. So I have to, just have to, so I have, to have a whole bag just for gear by itself. Then I have to carry a whole nother bag just for my personal stuff. It's like, man, that sucks. I was about to say, a lot of wrestlers are probably loving the fact they don't have to travel right now. Well, the ones that are signed to a company like Impact and AEW, AEW, like WWE, they don't have to travel. <laughs> They're just doing it at one place. Did you see that Lance Archer video I sent you? Yes, I couldn't stop watching because he fucking guys the fucking. <laughs> He threw him into the ceiling. Did you see how he took the trash can lid off and just threw him in there? Dude, he's ruthless. Like, imagine owing somebody money, then him just coming into the office and just throwing somebody in the ceiling, just throwing the dude in the trash can after that. He probably can look at you and go, I'm going to fuck you. Not going to lie, I thought it was hilarious. Promo, how, uh, what's his name? Jake the Snake Roberts just talked casually as he's doing it. Yes. Like, Lance Archer's throwing people through the ceiling and throwing people into the wall and he's just like yeah so you what we're saying is if we don't get i was like dude <laughs> it's so natural it's just shit like that you wouldn't see in fucking wwe but fucking lance archer throwing somebody into the ceiling i love it i don't know what it is but that's just funny 
My dude is tallish too. Is he like six eight? Uh, I think he's like six nine. Yeah, probably six eight. I have to look again. The dude is huge. See, I have this thing called Google on my phone. I could probably look it up. Oh damn! I didn't know they had that in phones. Oh my gosh! Thank you for the insight. Shut the fuck up. He's six eight. Oh damn! You were pretty right on that one, huh? Uh, Cole Cabana is only six one. Marco Stunt's only five two. Yeah, he's really small. I can see why he's in the jungle. Was it Jungle Express or something or Jurassic? Yeah, Jurassic Express. Yeah, because I mean it's just. You have a tall guy, and you have a really skinny guy, and it's like, well, eh, why not? Not gonna lie, I thought Marco, uh, I thought uh, with Jungle Boy was a lot gonna be a lot smaller. I kind of felt disappointed because he's taller than me. Because you're like, yeah, he's a small guy in wrestling and stuff like that. He's not that big. That dude is three inches taller than me and has an extra forty pounds on it. Was like, fuck. Well, I was talking about more of the build. Yeah, true. Know who's height? WWE used to lie about who Adam Cole. How tall is he? He's like actually like five foot nine or five foot eight. Well, they say he was like six foot. Yeah, like he's six feet tall. Like, no, he's not. Well, you might put it in those ex- like those um those like height extenders that they have in shoes now for men. What? You see that dumbass shit? Yeah. No, who's height? Did I be lied about the most? Oh, my bad. Sorry to cut you off. Goldberg? Oh, no. Who's weight? I mean, my bad. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, because he got fat at one point. No, they lied about his weight throughout his career. At WrestleMania, I think it was like WrestleMania 30. uh, No, my bad. WrestleMania 21. They lied about his weight. They said, yeah, he weighs 425 pounds. And on the week prior to that, Monday Night Raw, like 380, 380 pounds on Monday. Then on Sunday, they say it's 425. And then on the Monday after that, they say it's 380. <sighs> Obviously, they say that just to, you know, make him sound bigger when they're doing big shows. So that way, no pun intended. So that way, it makes him look bigger than life. Yeah. He's like one of those people that, you know, he... Was there, but you really weren't excited about for the longest time. Yeah, now, I really want to know how they how they picked that name. Like, it's a good name; it fits them. But like, I wonder how like they they made the list. Usually, when you get a name in wrestling, like in WWE and stuff, you have to submit a list of like ten names. But I wonder how they go through like regular names and be like, you know what? Fuck it, big, big show. show. Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna call you Becky Lynch. Lynch. Vince probably got excited with that one. Such good shit. Hey, it's better than what they almost called Stone Cold Steve Austin. Frosty McFreeze. Frosty McFreeze, or or the Ringmaster. What was it? Frosty McFreeze or Ice Pick? And then they had another name for it. Then they had like three other names that are bad. 
And that's the bottom line, because Frosty McFree said so. This sounds like a thing at the McDonald's or like dollar menu. Do you want a Frosty McFree? Can I get the dollar Frosty McFreeze, please? Which size do you want? A uh, large. That's not gonna cost. That's gonna cost you more than a dollar. Okay, I just want the small. McDonald's pissed me off today. Not pissed me off. They just disappointed me. They always mess up on my food, and I get the easiest thing to make. Like what? Just a hamburger with nothing on it. Just the meat and the bun. That's it. Just the meat and the bun. They're like no cheese. It's like no cheese at all. I don't want any cheese on it. Just meat and the bun. They're like okay. I get home. There's meat, bun, pickles on it. <laughs> meat, oh, my bad. They had pickles, tomatoes, and cheese on it. I was like, what are you guys doing? I, just, just, I, I drove back because it's only like a mile and a half away from my house because I'm hungry. It's like 4 a.m. And I'm like, just the meat and the bun. They're like, no cheese, nothing on it? I was like, no, just the meat and the bun. Like nothing else? No, nothing special. Just the meat and the bun. That's it. Just meat and the bun. But ba- but I want more. I just want meat and the bun. <laughs> I said to a girl, I just want meat and the bun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Holy fuck. I didn't realize it was like fucking past midnight. Yeah. We've been doing this shit for hours. For how long? Almost about, almost about two hours. Damn, sounds about right. So, um, we'll probably probably end on that note. You're probably gonna be on this podcast again. Oh, definitely. I definitely. About you. You got it. I feel like for your, if I ever do a big match or if I ever do anything big, I better get the first interview, fucker. What? I better get the first interview. And you might get like the sixth, maybe seventh, maybe. I'll figure it out. Maybe maybe twelve. It depends. I'm kidding, but if I ever do a big match or anything like that for a commemoration, we got to release the never heard never heard podcast, the first official one recorded. Oh, it's somewhere. You got it. Somewhere in the hard drive. Hell yeah! Mixed in with all your porn and everything else you have on there. Yep. I'm a perp. What do you expect? Hey, aren't we all? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on here. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. I would put in my social media stuff, but I'm about to change all the usernames on it all. But next time you come on, you can do it. Oh, definitely. But thank you for having me on here. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow, brother. All right. See you.